What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brand Janu. And as you also should know, I'm a brand ambassador for Urban Boulevard, BLVD.US. That's the website. If you go there, you find anything, apparel, their clothing apparel. If you buy something, if you're going to buy something, use the code Brandon.30. That's Brandon.30 for 30% off your purchase. That would damn sure help me out, but more importantly, make you look fresh, get you in school well. Come on, let's get it. Now let's get into it today, man. Excuse me. Today, uh, just knocked out two episodes for season six. This is the third episode I'm knocking out for season six. Hope you guys enjoy this. This is Wrestling Life. Now, yes, I will be doing a Wrestling Life episode this weekend on Instagram Live. That's a preview show. Uh, that's a review show, I should say. It's a preview show of Clash at the Castle. Um, but... Today, I am talking about one person in wrestling life that I just, I think we need to physically give him his flowers. Yes, I said him. This man is the innovator, the innovator, the innovator of extreme. He is the only other guy in the, in the wrestling industry that is, has his own set of guys. You know, you got your Vince McMahon guys, you got the Triple H guys. He's the only other person that has his own set of guys. He is the advocate for the Beast Incarnate. He is one of the reasons why the best in the world, CM Punk, held the title for 434 days. And he is also the counsel, the wise man of the tribal chief. And he is the motherfucking innovator of extreme. Yes, I am talking about Paul fucking Heyman. We deserve to give this man his motherfucking flowers, and I am here to do so. Paul Heyman, man. One of the greatest promoters in wrestling history. One of the greatest minds in wrestling history. One of the greatest creators of wrestling history. Even though people want to erase him, he's one of the rare few people you cannot erase. WWE has tried numerous times to get Paul Heyman the fuck out of history in wrestling. But you can't. Every time you go to Philly, they literally named a pay-per-view Extreme Rules. Why? Because Paul Heyman, Extreme Championship Wrestling. ECW, 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 ECW. Is a fucking institution. It is literally still to this day in bingo hall. It might not be in a bingo hall, but it's in a bingo hall because at the end of the day, every fucking stadium, every fucking arena, everywhere we go, it is still going to be that champ because he made it that way. And it's literally that. I remember first time I ever saw ECW in my life. It was like on some Access 29 shit. In New Orleans when I was a kid. It was like, it usually come on Tuesdays or come on Thursdays. Uh, or both. I actually came on both. Tuesdays or Thursdays. So at like, like 9 o'clock. Like, it had, it came on like at a really late time. Like, you had to go to sleep, but you had to make sure you watch ECW. You had to. It, it was gritty. They, I remember the first time I saw this shit. Uh, 
they uh they put on um the fucking um fuck is that damn thing? Oh, they're like promoting ECW. And know uh, it'd be EC dub, but then blood start trickling out. And then like they go to like some matches. And it'd be motherfuckers bleeding. And you'd be like, yo, what the fuck is this? It's fucking cool. <laughs> what the fuck is this? This is pretty fucking cool. And you got hooked. You got hooked. He did it. I grew up on ECW. I literally grew up on ECW. I might have been the only person in life that had the ECW video game <laughs> on Nintendo 64. Like, I might be the only motherfucking person that had the ECW video game on Nintendo 64. I played the shit out that game. That was my shit. I love that game. That was my shit. And of course I had RVD. Who the fuck I was going to have? <laughs> I had RVD. Of course I had RVD. Who the fuck was I going to have? ECW was such a legendary fucking pro, like, wrestling company that it still lives. And that's because of Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman has made it to the point where you can't ignore it. Where, you know, WCW, you kind of forget the end of WCW. You don't give a fuck about WCW, but ECW is a chant that still to this day lives forever and ever and ever, and it's an infamy, and it's going to always be that way. It's a legendary chant. The, when Paul Heyman got to WWE, the evasion is supposed to fuck up ECW, but the only, eva- the only people that got really lost in the shuffle with the evasion is WCW. Think about it. WCW is the only fucking part of the evasion that people kind of got rid of. ECW is still to this day because ECW was fully bought by WWE. So a lot of their wrestlers came with Paul Heyman. So you got RVD. You got Lance Storm. You got Just Incredible. You got, you know, you got a lot of the Sandman. And you got a lot of the ECW guys, and you brought them into WWE, and that's what made you sad booze and shit like that. I mean, they kind of came later in the the next time ECW came back up for WWE. But Paul Heyman made that into a situation. And after the evasion plotline goes, you think he's done? Nope, he just comes back with Brock fucking Lesnar. He becomes Brock Lesnar's fucking advocate. And they do damage together. People get Brock was on the roster um, from like April, maybe March, April in 2002. By August, by the end of August, the man was the universe. He was the undisputed champion of the company. That from March, like I think WrestleMania that year was maybe like March. So, he debuted right after WrestleMania, the night after WrestleMania. So, April, May, June, July, August. He beat The Rock at SummerSlam and took the title. Now, yes, Brock Lesnar is a fucking legend. Yes, Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest ever do it. But he probably would have never got that far if Paul Heyman would have never been like, 
yo, he's the fucking beast incarnate. <laughs> he's the next big thing. Leave him the fuck alone and let him do that. And if he if he would have never took him under his wing, he probably would never became that. When it comes to Paul Heyman, his legacy is probably it's cemented. It's cemented. It's 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 one of the rare few legacies that I think in wrestling history that people have tried to get rid of but could never do it. And I think that's the thing about this whole situation is that Paul Heyman has lasted longer than what people thought he would because he's always been a wrestling mind. He's always been a wrestling genius. He's always had it. You know, when you hear when they bought back ECW, you know, in 2006, he knew CM Punk was going to be a champion. He knew CM Punk was the guy. He knew CM Punk could be the face of a company. He went to bat for CM Punk. He went to fucking bat for CM Punk. They wanted CM Punk to get fired, get rid of him. They don't want him there. And he literally was like, nope, I'll stand on it. I think this man's a fucking man event. And this man's a superstar. And then this man could literally be the face of your company. And he was. <laughs> and let's be real for a second. He fucking was. 434 days, even though WWE tries to like make y'all forget it. CM Punk was the fucking man. He was the fucking dude. He was the goat. He was the man. A lot of that comes from Paul Hammer. You hear that him and CM Punk talked every day about how to maneuver WWE. When at that time of WWE, there was literally, there was literally no freedom. In that time of creativeness. And CM Punk could cut his own promo. Say what the fuck he felt. And do it without any backlash. At that time. Because he was just a champion. So he wasn't going to force him out. Paul Heyman. Build. That. With CM Punk. And he still was Brock Lesnar's advocate. Brock Lesnar comes back to the company. And they go on another fucking run. Beating the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Which was still not over, but eh. Uh, beating John Cena. Good God. Like, he beat the shit out of John Cena. And took his titles. Like, just took the man titles. Just beat his ass, took his titles. The way that this man is. And now, he's Roman Reigns' wise man. Roman Reigns, who literally for like at least seven years of his career was floundering. He what Roman Reigns Roman Reigns started in 2012. So for seven years, he literally was floundering. Because they keep trying to push him. They kept trying to push him, kept trying to push him, kept trying to push him. As a face. And he just was nope. Wasn't there. And Paul Heyman literally said, oh, Roman, I could see you being champion. And I can see you using my help to beat it. 
You don't believe me? Go look at it. You told Paul, Paul Heyman said, the reigning, defending, universal champion, Roman Reigns. And he looked at him and said, what? <laughs> but that was the moment that you kind of was like, hmm, what if he did turn? He did become Roman Reigns' guy. Then what? And he did. He did. But that is what made Roman more of a of a superstar. Because for seven years, they could not get this motherfucker over. And then pull Paul Heyman with him. Instantly, he's a superstar. Insta-fucking-ly, he's a superstar. He's the face of your company now. He's a tribal chief. Paul Heyman has had a group of guys that have come into this company and done things. He has Cesaro, which I thought he should have kept. Cesaro should have stayed with him. Ryback just didn't make any sense, but eh, it's Ryback. What the fuck is he expect? But CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, now Roman Reigns. He's had a, a good RVD. Big Show. People forget Big Show. He turned on Brock Lesnar during Big Show in Survivor Series. He turned on RVD to join the Big Show. Like, <laughs> he's always had guys. And that's the thing. Paul Heyman is one of the greatest to ever do it. And I think the man should get way more flowers than he does. Because without him, there would be no Tribal Chief. There would be no Beast Incarnate. And it wouldn't be an ECW, man. So thank you, Paul Heyman, for being one of the greatest wrestling minds that I've ever seen. ECW. 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 Peace.